Super Talk Mississippi media production. Spring is in the air, and that means it's time to refresh your wardrobe with the season's hottest trends at the Black Sheep Boutique. Don't blend in this spring. Stand out with the Black Sheep Boutique with two locations to serve you in Tupelo or Saltillo or online at theblackshepboutiquetupelo.com. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. Now, don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. And of course, you can always find us too on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch us. So, we are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. And I need you to write this date down. That is October the 28th. It is National Take Back Day. And what are they taking back? Well, we're going to tell you all about that coming up with our guests. we got Abby Winstead. She's with the Mississippi Public Health Institute. And Dominic Delo. he is with the Mississippi Department of Health. And they are you guys are taking back their unneeded prescriptions. You're not taking back their children or taking back their favorite shoes or anything like that. Um, but this is for a good thing. So welcome. Glad Thank to ha- Yeah, glad to have you all here. Okay, Abby, let's start with you. When we hear National Take Back Day, and this is a good thing. So what, what is happening on um, October the 28th? Uh, Twice every year, the DEA hosts this National Drug Take Back Day. And what that really means is clean out your medicine cabinets. We want to get all the excess out, uh, really just to reduce risk for your family. And so we're trying to spread the word that that's what's happening uh, because it's a good thing if you'll clean out your medicine cabinets. It is a good thing. And I think more people need to hear that this is an opportunity. I, I guarantee somebody's listening to good things. And the moment you said that, they go, ah, oh, yeah, and there's something, something, something that's been lingering. Because, Dominic, you know, you get these, sometimes these uh, prescriptions, you don't use them all or they go out of date. And you're like, I, I don't know. I don't know what to do with them. So now there's something good to do with them. So how long or I guess uh, about how long has the take back program been going on? I think nationally it's, and Abby can correct me if she knows better, but I think nationally it's been about 10 years, um, and we've been involved, when I say we, meaning Department of Health and uh, MSPHI, I think four years. Yeah, that's right. And they realize there's obviously a problem um, that to give people a safe and convenient place to sort of do this. So what was leading up to, what was the buildup for this to sort of take place? I would say it's kind of two-pronged. One is anytime you've got medication like that that's still in a medicine cabinet, access to anybody that shouldn't have it is there. And that can mean anybody from your teenagers in your house that are at home and bored and can experiment with things. Or it can mean uh, repairmen that come in. If you've got an open house for real estate, there's all kinds of markets that people will come in and they'll kind of peruse in your your cabinets yeah Uh, and you may not miss one or two at a time Uh, so you may not notice that they're going missing Um, and it it, a lot of times is obviously totally accidental that people start to 
develop addictions to things like this, just one or two pills at a time. So this is a way that you can kind of eliminate that risk for your family. You can be proactive with this. Uh, and the other reason is really just in the past, people have flushed it, people have put it down the sink, put it in the garbage. Uh, and this is a way that you can avoid doing all of those things that's free, it's convenient to do twice a year, dump them all out and just be done with it. So Dominic, when, because I think about it, I mean, we flush our goldfish, the dead ones, not the alive ones, down the <laughs> down the toilet. And, and maybe that's not the best way to, to dispose of, of a past pet either. But when you think, well, why can't I just flush them down the toilet or down the sink or throw them away? I'm at least disposing of them. They're not in my cabinet anymore. Why is that also not the best idea? Well, I think we have to, I'm not a meteorologist, but I think we have to remember it all kind of works together so when we flush it down the toilet it does go into our wastewater systems and most stuff gets clean but um, some of that chemical or some of what's in the drugs stays in the water so um, we we just recently did some focus groups and it was interesting um, that I was surprised how many people knew that they should do something with the prescription drugs that they have rather than just hold on to them forever. Um, most of them didn't know there were locations that would take them back, and when they did something with them, they were flushing them. They were admitting that they were flushing them down the toilet. Um, because you feel like that was just... And here's how, here's how it goes. You think, well, my little few pills is not going to contaminate you know the water system or be the issue and you're right yours isn't but yours compounded with everybody else who's doing it in the neighborhood or within the water supply now we have a bigger issue because abby you've got some incredible numbers at least um, nationwide the last take back or i guess uh you tell us what the what the numbers stand for how many pounds of of um prescription drugs are being brought back yeah so they have a incredible turnout every year it's more than you think would really be happening uh, so they do it twice a year every april and october and so we're coming up on this one uh, but this time last year uh, nationally there were 324 tons of medication brought back uh, in the state of mississippi by itself there are about two tons um, that's a huge number and then even in april there were an additional two tons in mississippi brought back so within one year's time four tons of medication just in the state of mississippi were brought back. and not that everybody was going to flush that as their alternative route but right. you can imagine if you had now we've got a problem like mm -hmm. now that's an issue within your within your water supply and you just don't want you just don't want to be part of the problem you want to be part of the solution right and part of the solution is just knowing that these two dates happen every year and then where to take them um, when it comes up and the date we want you to remember is the um October the 28th so that's actually this coming up Saturday um, and so you have nearly a hundred locations across the state is there one in all 82 counties or within close close um, spitting distance as they would say yes yeah, spitting distance is the hope um, these are in these are dictated by the DEA that comes and they will set up sites all throughout the state of Mississippi um, they are ideally within spitting distance yes uh, there's a site that you can go to and enter your zip code it'll pop right up on what the closest site for you is. Uh, and I'll put a plug in that there are also sites that are open year-round. Oh, good. Um, okay. So this is not something that you have to save up for six months and then you can do it again. Uh, there are sites on odfree.org, actually, which we'll talk more about, I'm sure. Um, there are sites readily available. There's a link you can put your zip code in, and there's a list that will show you what sites are available all year-round, so both law enforcement and not. 
Um, Dominic, someone's asking on our text line, what do you, what ends up happening with the four tons of prescription medication that comes in? Because it's like, well, if we can't dispose of it that way, then obviously it's the same thing with like computer cell phones and all of that. Mm-hmm. What, what do they do with it? Like what, what happens to it next? I guess I'm getting all the hard questions. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I actually do not know the answer, but I will, I will make myself a note. I think they're destroyed, but mm-hmm. – um, and, you know, we're, we're talking about prescription drugs. Mm-hmm. We're, we're really, really concerned about are opioids. Mm-hmm. So, um, because but, they all go in the same bucket. Like, it's yeah. not mm-hmm. like recycle bins where they start to pick apart and then, mm-hmm. you know, this is all going in one big bin and then being um, taken somewhere. My guess would be also that they would be appropriately destroyed, however that looks like, um, uh, however else they do other type of things that they just sort of get rid of. I can't imagine there being any recycling program. No, no. For, uh, for the DEA drugs. has all the people that know all of those things, and so I hope and trust that that's what's happening as they take them back there but really them. it's like you know once it's oh, this sounds terrible but once you've done your your civic duty of, of disposing of them the proper way and then you know it's like okay i can rest easy that i didn't put them in a trash can or put them in you know down the toilet or put them down the sink or whatever i did my part so you know here you know tag you're it you do mm-hmm. <laughs> right you do your part um sort of with that you mentioned the odfree.com uh, what other resources are, are there you take that one, Dominic. And I, I hate to correct you, odfree.org. .org, we, yep, that's important. Thank you. Because we don't want people to miss that. Um, that's It's it's really the go-to in, in terms of opioids in, in Mississippi. It's the go-to website. Um, everything from you can request a, a naloxone kit, and that's one of the things maybe we'll talk about during uh, our mm-hmm. conversation here. Um, you can... Um, obviously find any one of these sites where you can take back prescriptions. Um, there's information about where to find treatment. Um, Abby, am I forgetting anything? I think you hit the high points. When you bring it on Saturday to one of the 100-ish locations, do you just bring it in the Madison bag, or do you already have to put it in um, like its own little zip-top bag, or can you bring it in the bottles? Do you need a proof of prescription, any of that? Maybe, you know, you're wanting to dispose of a past loved one's. There's no questions asked if you want to get rid of it. Yeah. No questions asked. Bring it as it is. They'll tell you exactly what they want you to do with it when you get there. And, uh, I mean, I would think if people are concerned about putting their um, personal information because your name would be on the little bottle. Um, I Dump the bottle and then yeah, yeah, they could just, they could do it that way. It Even um, expired aspirin. Anything and everything, they'll take right. it. Anything. Anything, anything and everything, they yes. will take it. Y'all have got some other great programs coming, um, coming up, and we'll talk about that coming up next. your afternoon just a little brighter it's good things with rebecca turner 
on Super Talk Mississippi. Good things. Don't forget we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from your Supertalk Mississippi app. You can always find us, too, on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And if you want to find a location that will take back your prescription drugs coming up this Saturday, October the 28th for National Take Back Day, then you can go to odfree.org. Correct, guys? Put in your zip code and find a location near you. Now, that's not all the good stuff you guys are up to. I know other things um, within your programs is giving out or distributing um Naloxone, am I saying that correctly? Um, at no cost. Okay. Is it okay, Dominic, if I give you that question? What is what is naloxone? <laughs> it's perfectly fine. That's okay. an easy question. Good deal. Um, any any individual can go um, on the OD Free website and uh, there's a naloxone tab. They can go to the naloxone tab and fill out um, a request form and we will ship it. Um, actually, um, the pharmacy department at Mississippi Department of Health does all this. They will ship it to you um, with no other um, So for those that have heard the name but maybe aren't familiar what it is, what is it? Naloxone. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes people call it Narcan, which is sort of a brand name. Um, there's another one that we ship called Cloxado. So those are two brand names for Naloxone. And um, it um, essentially stops the overdose um for about an hour so um if you had um a naloxone dose and you were um, giving it to someone you still need to do um get them all, all the other things you still need to call 911 um, you still need to get them to a hospital uh, you know hopefully you're not the only person there someone's already called 911 either law enforcement or um, a first responder ems is there um Mississippi also has a Good Samaritan law, so if you're doing that, you can't get in any trouble for it legally. Um, and I think these are things, these are good things we need to make sure, I mean, everyone should know them, but also our kids, specifically those with, you know, in the college age or, or high school age, that maybe we're not making the best life choices or hanging around with the people who are still, you know, living wild and fancy free, and that you won't get in trouble and that these things are out there. Because I know this this particular law was passed as a, as a proactive tool to sort of help buy time. And the idea is buying time for that individual to then hopefully get the help that they need so this never happens again. Or if it's a first-time overdose because they were at a party, made a poor choice, and then they get the opportunity to, to you know, live past that that one mistake. So it's not a get out of, it's not a opportunity to just do whatever the heck you want and then be able to reverse it with some folks right. have a mindset of. And, and we're always really careful about talking about reversal because after that hour, the effect of the naloxone will So you've wear got off. to get help. And if it, especially if you've taken a large dose, you it buys yeah, you time. Yeah. So you and then you can obviously administer another dose, but you have to get somewhere else. You have to get to a hospital. You have to get other help. So, yeah, we we don't like to use that word reversal. Correct. It will reverse it for a short amount of time, but not for very long. Not, not for now. very long in that way. Yeah. Um, there's also other ways, and other than just individuals. I don't know if Abby wants to talk about that. She's probably yeah, I can. We have a variety of programs that we all kind of partner interagency and nonprofits and government agencies. Uh, this is obviously something that Mississippi is taking seriously, uh, and we're making progress, but a lot of our other programs 
have coordination effects really we've got efforts across the state that are happening um, and that's everything from raising awareness stigma reduction um, and then this naloxone distribution and that's uh, getting it into the hands of law enforcement because they're the ones that are often coming into contact with it so sometimes it's them utilizing it on each other uh, and so it's also saving law enforcement lives it's just because if you come in contact with certain things you can have you can get they can with overdose it. Yeah. just by working their proxy yes yeah um, so obviously we like to keep them in ample supply uh, of naloxone uh, we're also distributing to school nurses in the K through 12 schools uh, hopefully that will be expanding in the future as we get more and more in the hands of people um, Higher, higher education programming is going, so we're trying to get as much on college campuses as we can uh, because we're seeing a lot of it, and we're seeing that laced with a lot of other things that are quickly causing overdoses. Um, and then the general public, like Dominic was talking about, we can do through OD Free. So there's a lot of programming. It's out there. Um, so the concerned parent or caregiver who's listening who may have someone at home that's just wrestling or struggling, they can they can go to odfree.org and have a, have it shipped to their house or at least maybe they sleep better mm -hmm. or they know mm -hmm. they have an opportunity to help. And they don't have to go through hoops of getting past judgment or any of that. It's something they can right. take into, into, into their help, which I think is a good thing. And, and if I might, that it's not the only way they can also go to a pharmacy mm -hmm. and there's a standing prescription order through the Department of Health and the Board of Pharmacy um, and they can say I would like to get a prescription you mm -hmm. know for naloxone or I'd like to get some naloxone and they would take your information if you have you know health insurance they would take all that information and they would be able to dispense it there so you don't only have to go through our request form that's online for most people that's the easiest way and it's also kind of anonymous um, right and yeah. just knowing that it's available and that you would rather have it than not have it mm -hmm. and if you feel like oh that's something I feel like I need then you probably need it if you're like others who are like oh my god why would anybody have that then this isn't that's not for you <laughs> like, yeah. you know and that's okay like move on like uh, and consider yourself lucky because it yeah. could be at some point with a, with a loved one you just never know another key piece to what you guys do is getting the communicate the community started with better communication so tell me about the town hall meeting sort of concepts that you guys got going on? That's something we've, we've done some in the past, um, and I think we're looking in the next year or two to do a lot more outreach into the community. Um, again, on our website, there's a request form if people, um, you know, whether it's a church group or um, a school district or a school or any, any, any group that wanted us to come, they can put a request in. Um, we can tailor it, you know, depending on who the group is. Um, and we have about a, I'd say it's about a half hour presentation and then we'd have folks there to answer questions. Do you feel like the conversation is being welcomed and started more, Abby, since I don't know how long you've worked in this position, but since this has been going on, do you feel like more people are open to having the conversation? I think we're definitely making progress. Uh, it's still something that a lot of people don't like to talk about. Uh, addiction itself is very stigmatized, and so we do a lot of work with stigma reduction uh, because a lot of people are more willing to get help if they're not approached in a way that feels attacked uh, attacked uh so we do Ambushed. a lot of work there yes um but with the just the reception of these kind of conversations happening we're seeing large improvements in people at least being willing to have the conversations at this point 
uh, which we count as a win because when I've I've been in this position about four years, uh, and it's been a drastic change in just that four-year period. Now, sadly, that's because it's becoming more frequent, um, and people are realizing that this is something we have to talk about at this point. It's not as much preventive at this point as it is we're just responding to a need. Uh, so the hope is that eventually it will be preventative again. Uh, but at this point, it's just being reactive to the need that's in the state. It can definitely feel like you're drinking from a water hose whenever <laughs> yeah. you're trying to talk about drug reduction or over overdose, um, stopping overdose. But what I'm hearing from you guys and then from others that we've had our own good things is that Mississippi's not doing nothing, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot that's out there. There's a lot of programs. You just may not be aware of them, which is why we we're talking about your own good things. Um, and then that's not the only piece. Everyone has to play an active part in, in that. So for the average person listening who's not struggling at the moment in active addiction, or maybe they don't live with someone or, or, or have someone close, how, how are you part of the part of the equation of, of helping um, keep Mississippi OD free? A tough question, Dominic. <laughs> that's that's for me. <laughs> for both of you. Yeah, I I mean I I you know obviously I think we're all um, you know we're all part of this. Whether you know someone who has substance use disorder um, or um, you you're just like I like to think I was going to add before I'm someone who has drug allergies um, and I have a EpiPen and I sort of think of like. I sort of think of naloxone as everyone should have naloxone, just like most people should have an EpiPen because you never know when you're going to be around someone that happens to. But uh, I, I also think just being aware of you know, what's going on in your community and being able to be a, a, a source, an educational source for other people. I know, um, you know, people get very scared of fentanyl because they've read many um, horror stories about you know fentanyl and what it does to people and if you're even just in the general vicinity of fentanyl how it can affect you and um, that's one of the things we do is we try and educate people about that and hopefully they'll educate others we're not going to reach everybody just keep shouting it from the rooftop don't take pills from strangers like if it don't have your name on it don't take it that's pretty much like bottom line bottom line you'd think it would be that simple but it's not Um, but if people still have questions Abby or if they want to learn more about uh, the take back coming up this Saturday where do they go to get all their information they can either go to um, the DEA has a take back site specifically up for these days so dea.gov and it'll take you right to it uh, or odfree.org will have some information that will link them to that also but if you've got specific questions that you can't find answered um, I'll throw my email out there and I'll get you to the right person it's a winstead a w i n s t e a d at m s p h i dot org all righty thank you both for your time and what y'all are doing see y'all back in the spring right for the next one we'll be here <laughs> y'all stick with us we got more for you coming up next Rebecca Turner she looks healthy and sane. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. I walk the line and I do what is right like I should. 
Welcome back to Good Things. Don't forget you can catch us on your computer, your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. And there's a few more days left in October, which means it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And one coastal business is up to some good things. Nicole Hopkins, she's the owner of Hurley Huddle. She is gearing up with Buck Allen with the Mississippi Songwriters Alliance to put on a great event uh, this month, at the end of this month, to rally around some women in their community. So welcome, Nicole. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> it's good to have you here as well, Buck, too. I know you're there as well. Nicole, this was your bright idea. So you've been doing this for a couple of years now as a small business owner there on the coast. What inspired you to sort of give back to maybe those uh, dealing or living with breast cancer in your community? Well, actually, this is our fifth annual breast cancer give back. Um, this kind of is dear and near to our hearts. My grandmother and a very close friend of mine and my children's mother-in-law or my mother-in-law, all passed away from breast cancer. And um, so we just wanted to do what we could do. We went through it. We experienced the expenses that go along with it. And we wanted to just be able to reach out and actually help people that we know, like physically has seen and can give back to them and help them in their time in the fight. So how did this start over the years? I know it's grown into this great crescendo of an event that you guys are having at the end uh, of this month with Buck. But sort of for you, um, Nicole, how did this sort of start? How do you pick your ladies? And then how do you kind of raise the money throughout the month? Um, Well, actually, um, once I opened the restaurant, we talked about October being a big month for us and giving back to the community. So actually, we do it the whole month of October. We have merchandise. We have T-shirts that we have made. Um, We actually... Um, got with the high school this year and one of the art students made the design for the t-shirts this year that we're selling um we just have lots of things that we do and then 10 percent of all of our traditional and boneless wing sales are actually going back so at the end of the month i'll pull a report and all 10 percent of those sales will go to these women um this year is a little bit different um which she couldn't be on here today but my daughter is actually miss junior high school america 2023 um, and she decided that she wanted to kind of get hands in and do something else. So this year, she has actually started a first annual Stronger Together 5K walk for the ladies. And all the proceeds for that walk are going directly in the hands of these ladies also. So when will the walk take place? Um, it's October, well, it's this Saturday. <laughs> it's October 29th. We're doing it at 9 a.m. It's at the East Central High School track that they just built this past year. Um, Anybody can come. We took, we're taking entry forms now, but if they wanted to sign up the day of and do the walk to show their support, they can. Um, all three ladies if, are going to be there. One of them might have her daughters there because she might not be able to attend. But um, we're all walking for them, so we're just reaching out to the community. We have a great community here in Hurley, and they're all very, very supportive. So we're hoping that this is a huge thing that just kind of – gets bigger and bigger every year, along with what we do normally through October. So, Buck, you were at the Mississippi Songwriters Alliance. When Nicole came to you and was like, hey, you want to help, uh, I guess, liven up our event at the end of the month to celebrate some ladies within our community, I'm sure she just had to totally convince you, right? You just had to be talked into it, huh? Oh, absolutely. Um, it was pretty easy, pretty easy conversation, yeah. realistically. I think this is the fifth year that we teamed up to do this. The... Um, and it's a, it's a great event. The, and the crazy thing is that the ladies that that are currently in the fight or that have been in the fight, we're, we're all friends. So we, we all live in the Hurley community. And so now you go in the restaurant and you see some of the, the people that have won their fight. 
those ladies. And you better know I'm getting some neck hugs, <laughs> and I love it. Oh, yeah, those neck hugs are the, are the best, uh, Buck. So what do y'all bring to um, to the event? You, um, obviously music, but tell us a little bit about Mississippi Songwriters Alliance and how y'all are a good fit for this. Okay, so um, I manage something called the Ambassador Program within the Alliance, and that's the entity that puts on the Mississippi Songwriters Festival. So sort of my responsibility within the organization is community outreach. Uh, we work with the, the Veterans Administration, with the um, Salvation Army, Nicole and, and myself. Well, our entities, let's, let's do it like that, thus far this year has raised and given back over $13,000. We just raised $10,527 for a quadriplegic that's in our community that his family could purchase a handicapped thing. So this isn't just a one-off thing. Nicole and I are looking at these things. All year long, we have a couple of other events that were coming up. We have a special needs party, and uh, it's not a fundraiser or anything. We're just celebrating life, and we're going to do that at Hurley Huddle in March. So it's um it's part of what it is that we do. Uh, between now and the end of the year, um, I have um, two other two other benefits. Uh, we'll be at the where um, there's a a benefit that I'll be hosting that's in Tylertown, Mississippi. And that'll be that'll be coming up in the first of December, the, the December second actually, and that's for a lady with cancer and a and an army veteran that's a pastor that has cancer as well. So we'll be raising money in Tyler Town for those. And I've already reached out to Super Talk. You guys will be supporting that as as time gets closer. Then um, on the 18th of November, and uh, we've, we've got to solidify a date. We'll send a songwriter out to the Veterans Administration in Biloxi and put on an hour-long show for the veterans just to, um, to meet them and to talk with them. And we'll have different entertainers come out each month and, and support our veterans in, in that aspect so that you know, you've got some entertainment. We, we just um, did Operation Song back in September, and we, brought, we, we song wrote with three veterans and brought them to the and brought one of those who was actually able to travel to the festival, and uh, he, he got to sing a song that we wrote on Thursday, and on uh, excuse me on Friday we wrote the song and he sang it on Sunday, which was an absolute blessing. Pretty cool. And this is what happens too when you shop local, which we talk about all the time here, uh, Nicole, or eat local. Really, when you when you go in and you support those uh, businesses who have decided to make your community, you know, their storefront or their home or you know the benchmark for what they do, they're able to turn around and sort of give back. So tell us a little bit about um, Hurley Huddle. I heard I heard wings. What else you got there? <laughs> Uh, we have a little bit of everything. Actually, when I first opened, I thought I was opening a wing spot, and um, now it's burgers. I mean, everybody loves our burgers, but we have a little bit of everything, anything that you want. We've got wings, burgers, salads, quesadillas, wraps. Um, of course, we're going to try to bring in some new things here and there. Um, we try new things all the time. Um, just anything to kind of keep people excited and keep keep them coming, really. Well, it really does sound like it's a huddle there for, for Hurley, Mississippi, and, and expanding out, just not giving good food, but also providing a, a place for people to huddle for, for good things and good reason. But going back to your, your big event for the end of this uh, month, you mentioned the three, the three ladies there. Do you personally select those? Is there like a process in which the community comes together to nominate? How do you get to your three ladies? We um, definitely we reach out in the community. Um, we've reached out to the local churches. We've just re- usually starting in September, 
we'll start asking around. Does anybody know somebody that we can help? Um, crazy enough, for whatever reason, every year since we started, it's always been three. <laughs> I don't know why that's the number, but it's been three. Um, the ones that we have this year, which is Carol Pearson, Amanda Cumbus, and Amanda Long, which two of the three are actually teachers in our school system here in Hurley. So they're very, very well known. So we do know them personally, um, which actually made it even bigger for us this year as far as, you know, when you have a personal connection and you know, you know. Um, but also in the past, we've had a couple of our team members that their parents, their mothers were the ones in the fight that have actually got through it. And here they are. They come in and support, and they're actually our bigger bigger supporters in October coming in saying, hey, I did this. I want to help. You help me. Well, I love that. And, too, with the name of the 5K Stronger Together 5K Walk, that your daughter, who is Miss Junior High School America, which we had the pleasure of getting to know here on Good Things um, a while back, is is helping with. You really do um, prove that we are stronger together, not just you, Nicole, but also Buck, you guys with the Mississippi Songwriters Alliance. So if we want more information, where where's the best place to go? Um, you, can go you can go online to our website, at, um, Facebook, Instagram, um, Hurley Huddle, if you're in the area, stop in. We'll tell you all about it. Um, Saturday is actually, we're taking donate. We are going to take donations and keep going all the way through the 31st. But the last Saturday of the month, we do a big finale. Um, that's when Buck and them come in. So we'll do the K5 walk at nine in the morning. And then that evening from six to nine or as long as we need to go, we've definitely went longer than nine o'clock. Um, We'll have raffles and giveaways, and, of course, there's the merchandise and great music. Um, Everybody has a good time. Hopefully, the ladies will be there so everybody can meet the ladies um, and uh, just really have a good time. We call it our Give Back finale on Saturday night. Well, I love that, Buck. I love all that you're doing across the state. I'm sure we'll connect on many of your events. I appreciate you both giving back to your community such good things and what it's all about. So thank you for your time. Thank Thank you. you. All right, you guys stick with us. We got more for you up next. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. But baby, you hardly even notice when I try to show you. Song is meant to keep you doing what you're supposed to. Waking up too early, maybe we could sleep. Make you banana pancakes, pretend like it's the weekend now. And we could pretend it all the time. Can't you see that Welcome back to Good Things. Don't forget we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. And you can always find us, too, on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. But tomorrow, on Wednesdays, Wednesday, you can find Gerard Gibbert. He will be at the Com University. 
Close enough. How do I say it? Come University. Come University. Well, this is my last chance. Come University in Columbus on Wednesday. I just does he is he gonna have to say that all day for the for, uh, from ten to one? Yeah, for the most part. Mm. Good luck. Good luck, Gerard. They'll be promoting the Forge Your Career Expo as the Com University. Continue to educate and prepare students for high-paying career opportunities. Obviously, you don't have to know how to pronounce it to get the benefits out of it. And I don't know why that one trips me up, but he's been several times, and it does it every time. It's just one of the, whatever reason. I think it's the double M. It's the double M that just throws, yeah, it just sort of uh, throws me throws me off. But. They're up to good things. It's going to be a great day. They'll have a lot of fun there. And then Thursday, you've got the Gallo Show with guest host Lucian Smith. They're going to be at uh, Mississippi's Coliseum for the MEC's annual Hobnob event. You'll get to hear from candidates running for statewide offices, plus leaders and more. If you want to join it, you can. If not, you can just tune in from 6 to 9 on Thursday for the 75th annual uh, MEC Hobnob. If you want to register, go to mec.ms. And then on Friday, you get both Lucian Smith and Gerard with Middays and Sports Talk Mississippi in Oxford at the Convention Center for the Ole Miss School of Business Banking Symposium. So for over 20 years, this event has been um, an important part of guiding our economy. So that'll be good things coming up uh, from all the boys uh, of the rest of this of this week. Um, but today we can officially tell you that bologna is not food. Is that a good thing? Right? According to the national calendar of days. It is not. And you're like, how? Why? What? I just really offended someone who went back to, oh, no, bologna sandwich. I lived off of them. Just because you survived off of their caloric intake does not make them certifiable food. But, and this isn't even me, so don't don't hop down my throat. Let's throw daggers at Rhino for once, because he's the one <laughs> who came up with this theory on why bologna is officially not food. I because mean, it, it makes sense logically, because on today's calendar of national days, Right there at the very top, you have probably one of Mississippi's favorite days, National Food Day. Doesn't matter what kind of food, just food. We all need it. National Food Day. Every day. Should. And then right next to that, on the same exact day on the calendar, you have National Bologna Day. Well, wait a second. Is a bologna food? Why wouldn't it be celebrated on National Food Day? Which got the gears spinning and it's like, wait. Does that mean it's a conspiracy and bologna isn't actually food? Your dietitian would tell you just because it's edible doesn't mean it's it's actual food. And then some of you would be like, don't ruin my childhood. I absolutely love it. Grew up on it. Uh, I'm sure I've had a bologna sandwich with the, the little red rind and all the things. And you pull it off and fry it up. And But they are. it was not a staple. And so it did not grow. It's, I did not grow affection for the nostalgia of having of a fried bologna sa- or a bologna sandwich. I mean, I would still, to this day, rather have a fried bologna and cheese sandwich than a ham and cheese sandwich. Really? Yeah. Is it just one slice of bologna? I got that burnout on ham. Did you? Did your mom buy the ham? So we're of the age, you know, now you like you can go and get, like, really bougie daily meat. Like, you can oh, really yeah. rack it up. But back in the day, it like, ham came in the square, like the little packet where it was... You opened up the back and then you flopped out the the square ham, or it was the and the turkey was the circle, right? Yep. Um, and they, I think they still do it. It's a yellow packaging with the with the clear, I mean the plastic on the top, um, and that way. So they kind of look the same, the bologna and the old school ham. But you were just over. You were just well. Over. I blame the Atkins diet. Why? I, I went on the Atkins Please diet. Please blame him for about three weeks. 
And in that three-week time, for breakfast every morning, my mom, God bless her, she woke up and made sure to make an Atkins-friendly breakfast, which was ham and scrambled eggs. To this day, unless I can put, like, salsa or pico or something on scrambled eggs... Can't do it. I don't want them. Like, if it's all I got, I'll eat them. But it's the same thing with ham. If it if it's ham or nothing, I'll eat the ham. If I have any other option, I'll have the other. Because you've had your weight in ham for, for tar- far too long. Aaron Meridian said, Best bologna is at Williams Store in Philadelphia, Mississippi, and they slice it fresh for you. I don't know if I've ever had flesh for flesh <laughs> it never, is the flesh <laughs> never had a flesh sandwich we're a week from halloween and she's getting all <laughs> hungry for flesh oh lord jesus take the wheel fresh bologna which you would consider fresh i've always just had the experience like everybody else out of the but there you go you can either have food today or you can have bologna today I guess you could have both if you wanted to do that. But thank you for hanging with us. You really do make good things great. Stick with us, though. you got more coming up next with the boys for, with Sports Talk from 3 to 6. Rhino and I will meet you back here tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.